Sup, you beautiful bastards. Hope you have a fantastic Monday. Welcome back to The Philip DeFranco Show, and let's just jump into it. And the first thing we're gonna talk about today is why we had Scarlett Johansson in the news. So in a recent interview with As If Magazine, Scarlett Johansson was quoted saying that she should, quote, be allowed to play any person or any tree or any animal because that is my job and the requirements of my job. And that quote reignited a debate on social media about diversity and casting, a controversy that Johansson has actually found herself in multiple times. As you might remember, she was previously criticized for accepting the role of a transgender man in the film Rub and Tug, where she ended up stepping down from the role last summer amid calls for the character to be actually played by a trans actor instead. Before that, Johansson had faced backlash for playing a Japanese character in Ghost in the Shell, which critics again argued should have been played by a Japanese actor. And so with this new quote out there, you had a lot of people angry again. Just a few examples. Last year, ScarJo was the highest paid female actor in Hollywood, making 40.5 million. The fact that she still feels she deserves to take up space and jobs away from trans slash people of color actors is a microcosm of how people still don't really understand how allyship works. Another writing, yes, ScarJo, you should be able to play a tree because there aren't countless sentient trees desiring to act yet struggling to get cast in roles. But there are a ton of LGBTQIAI non-binary actors who have vocalized that they would love to represent those characters. Others saying that she has learned nothing. But still, of course, at the same time, there were those that defended ScarJo. Examples like Scarlett Johansson said she wants to play any role she wants, you know, like actors do. And that's what y'all are bitching about today. Another reading, last week, anyone should be able to play Ariel. This week, ScarJo wants to play someone else. Cancel. You guys are funny. And others arguing acting as an art involves the embodiment of another person, thing, etc. Any and all artists have the right to expand their horizons. And what followed all of this was Scarlett Johansson releasing a statement on Sunday through her representative saying that the interview, as it's been quoted, has been edited for clickbait and is widely taken out of context. And she explains that the question she was answering was about the, quote, confrontation between political correctness and art. I personally feel that in an ideal world, any actor should be able to play anybody and art in all forms should be immune to political correctness. That is the point I was making, albeit didn't come across that way. I recognize that in reality, there is a widespread discrepancy amongst my industry that favors Caucasian cisgendered actors and that not every actor has been given the same opportunities that I have been privileged to. I continue to support and always have diversity in every industry and will continue to fight for projects where everyone is included. And so it's been interesting to watch reactions online from first when the quote came out to then her statement. You know, a lot of people who had originally defended her saying, I hate seeing her walk this back. Also, I mean, you saw some happy for the clarification, but there were also still people that were angry about the original quote and still didn't think that this was enough. it's also been interesting to see this kind of conversation happening out there of this kind of this outrage or like the canceling of Scarlett Johansson for let's say wanting to play a trans man in Rub and Tug. Is that the best thing? And in part, the reason that conversation and debate is happening is because right now it appears that that movie is no longer going to be made. A movie that could have shared a trans story now not being made. Although the part of the debate is maybe it, it should wait. Now, as far as my personal opinion on this, I can understand where people do have an issue, but ultimately I think that part of being an actor is having the ability to embody somebody else. Someone that is not you has an entirely different background. And you know, looking at the the Scarlett Johansson trans man situation, I can't help but look back to 2014. Specifically then, because you had Jared Leto actually winning an Oscar for playing a trans woman. Although of note, there were people at that time that still had an issue. But hey, ultimately that's the story, my opinion as of now. And whether you agree, or disagree with me, I'd love to hear your thoughts here. You know, part of the the interesting thing for me with this story is is seeing someone's different point of view because of their different upbringing, their different background. And so like to the people that disagree with me here, I'd love to know your thoughts, educate me. What do you think is the perfect solution or is there even a perfect solution in this kind of imperfect world? I don't know, any and all thoughts, I'd love to hear from you in those comments down below. Then in kind of quickie internet news, uh, the internet is likely going to be taking a detour this week. It appears unless there is a schedule change which can and has happened in the past, Shane Dawson will be returning to YouTube. Now for pretty much any other YouTuber, no offense, uh, that's usually not newsworthy. But as has happened with his last several series, 
in large, the internet kind of just takes a break from whatever it's doing and it looks. Last time, one of the big standouts was the conspiracy theory around Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Watching the chaos that came from those videos was very interesting. Before that, of course, doing the unthinkable for many, making Jake Paul seem like a human person. Although part of the conversation that stemmed from that was Jake Paul's business practices, specifically advertising towards children. And this time, just as before, it's gonna be interesting to see what he focuses on and what fallout comes from it. Now for those hoping for the drama, it might not be there. I mean, we know that he's doing a joint project with Jeffree Star, who was also in the news recently because it appears that he took a shot at Kylie Jenner, specifically around her new skincare venture, although he is not alone in that. So that series appears to not be happening till the fall. And this one, uh, there's a lot of question marks, although some people think that it's about a haunted hotel, but really who knows? But hey, ultimately we're just gonna have to wait to see. And then let's talk about why this morning you maybe saw that hashtag racist president was trending. So yesterday, Donald Trump went to Twitter and wrote, so interesting to see progressive Democrat Congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime infested places from which they came? Then come back and show us how it is done. These places need your help badly. You can't leave fast enough. I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out free travel arrangements. Right, so that might have been a lot to hit you with. For, uh, for some quick context, what Trump seems to be referring to here is the news coverage last week that Nancy Pelosi was clashing with four congresswomen known as the Squad. And that group includes Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Ayanna Presley. And notably, they're all progressive freshman Democrats and women of color representing different states. And also, a massive note here is that all of these women were actually born in the United States, except Omar. She was actually born in Somalia, but she fled the country during the Civil War there when she was a child and later became a U.S. citizen when she was a teenager. And while there have been clashes between Pelosi and some of the members in the past, tensions really grew recently when the squad voted against the $4.5 billion border aid bill. This because they said that they were concerned that the money would go towards Trump's immigration crackdown rather than bettering conditions in detention centers. And those tensions really boiled over last week after Pelosi told the New York Times that the squad, quote, didn't have any following. That did not go over so well, and after a closed-door meeting, AOC told the Washington Post that Pelosi was explicitly singling out newly elected women of color. And all of that brings us back to Trump's tweets, where after that was posted, the internet exploded. We saw the four congresswomen responding to Trump with AOC's saying on Twitter, Mr. President, the country I come from and the country we all swear to is the United States. But given how you've destroyed our border with inhumane camps, all at a benefit to you and the corpse who profit off them, you are absolutely right about the corruption laid at your feet. Continuing later, you are angry because you can't conceive of an America that includes us. You rely on a frightened America for your plunder. And adding, but you know what's the rub of it all, Mr. President? On top of not accepting an America that elected us, you cannot accept that we don't fear you either. You can't accept that we will call your bluff and offer a positive vision for this country. And that's what makes you see Omar saying the only country we swear an oath to is the United States. And adding, which is why we are fighting to protect it from the worst, most corrupt and inept president we have ever seen. You are stoking white nationalism because you are angry that people like us are serving in Congress and fighting against your hate-filled agenda. Presley also responded, writing in a tweet, this is what racism looks like. We are what democracy looks like. Tlaib also responded in a series of tweets, asking, want a response to a lawless and complete failure of a president? He is the crisis. His dangerous ideology is the crisis. He needs to be impeached. Later tweeting out a video and writing, writing in the caption, I will never back down and no bully, even this racist president, will waver the work we have to do. And of course, there were a lot of other responses. The Washington Post reported that by Sunday evening, at least 90 Democrats and an independent who actually just left the Republican Party had denounced the president's remarks. And that is too many to read off, but notably Pelosi was one of them. Writing, when Donald Trump tells four American congresswomen to go back to their countries, he reaffirms his plan to make America great again has always been about making America white again. Our diversity is our strength and our unity is our power. I reject Donald Trump's xenophobia 
xenophobic comments meant to divide our nation. Rather than attack members of Congress, he should work with us for humane immigration policy that reflects American values. Stop the raids, families belong together. Also of note, we did see several Republicans come out to criticize Trump's comments. Republican Representative Chip Roy tweeted yesterday, POTUS was wrong to say any American citizen, whether in Congress or not, has any home besides the United States. But then also adding, I just as strongly believe non-citizens who abuse our immigration laws should be sent home immediately, and representatives who refuse to defend America should be sent home November 2020. Republican Representative Pete Olson also tweeted this morning, saying the tweet from the president is not reflective of the values of the 1 million plus people in Texas 22. We are proud to be the most diverse congressional district in America. I urge our president immediately disavow his comments. It was also reported this morning that Republican Rep Will Hurd told CNN those tweets are racist and xenophobic. Republican Senator Pat Toomey said it was wrong for the president to suggest that four left-wing congresswomen should go back from where they came from. And you even had Lindsey Graham kind of criticize the president, but then really go the other way. Along with telling the president, aim higher, they are American citizens, they won an election, take on their policies. He also said, we all know that AOC and this crowd are a bunch of communists. They hate Israel. They hate our own country. And that is where the story ended. I'm just kidding. This morning, Donald Trump responded to the responses, tweeting, when will the radical left Congresswoman apologize to our country, the people of Israel, and even the office of the president for the foul language they have used and the terrible things they have said? So many people are angry at them and their horrible and disgusting actions. And then tweeting a little later, if Democrats want to unite around the foul language and racist hatred spewed from the mouths and actions of these very unpopular and unrepresentative Congresswomen, it will be interesting interesting to see how it plays out. I can tell you that they have made Israel feel abandoned by the U.S. Also during a press conference this morning, we saw President Trump say, These are people that, in my opinion, hate our country. Now, you can say what you want, but get a list of all of the statements they've made. And all I'm saying that if they're not happy here, they can leave. They can leave. And you know what? I'm, I'm sure that there'll be many people that won't miss them. Also reportedly when asked about white nationalists who have come out in support of Trump's tweet, Trump said he was unconcerned, saying quote, it doesn't concern me because many people agree with me. Also this morning we saw Pelosi send a letter to Democratic Congress members urging them to support a resolution that would condemn Trump's tweets. And in that also saying our Republican colleagues must join us in condemning the president's xenophobic tweets. And on that note, actually while we were recording this, a growing number of Republican representatives and senators have come out and condemned Trump's tweets. And as far as my reaction to this, let's be real, nobody's surprised by this anymore, right? This isn't some like weird side effect or some slip. This is the strategy. The outrageous comments, the divisiveness, that is the playbook. I mean, just first off, just very much on the nose. It's not like this is the first time Donald Trump accused someone that was darker than him from originally being born somewhere else. As some might recall, before being the president of the United States, in addition to being a businessman, a person on TV, Donald Trump was a birther. And I really do not know how people can defend the statement. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime infested places from which they came? That is some shit that if we didn't talk about this whole story, and I was like, yeah, did you see what David Duke tweeted? Yeah, he told those four American congresswomen to go back to the broken and crime infested places from which they came. You'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. But the thing is, I think that's honestly part of Trump's strategy. I mean, one, I think the president realizes that he is essentially untouchable because he has the Republican party in his pocket. Right? Even if you're a Republican that actually is against what the president is doing, you are most likely not going to speak out because historically that has been catastrophic for anyone that has done so. You've seen Republicans either just lose or quit. And so for those that have stayed, it has been wild to watch their complete I still remember and think back to 2015 where you had Lindsey Graham saying this about Donald Trump. He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. He doesn't represent my party. He doesn't represent the values that the men and women who wear the uniform are fighting for. And you know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. And then this morning, after everything that's happened, he just told the president to aim higher, also staring directly into the camera, praising the president for being a great golfer. The chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, 
Looked like a fun day. It was a fun day, and Trump's the best golfer. You're the best golfer. <laughs> you see By that? far. Also, it appears that Donald Trump understood Lindsey Graham's aim higher comment as aim for someone that is more important. Lindsey Graham said, encouraged you to aim higher. And does it trouble no, 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 he didn't say about that. He just said, don't go. See, I disagree with Lindsey. These are congressmen. What am I supposed to do? Just wait for senators? No. These are four. So I disagree with Lindsey on that. That was the only thing. He said, aim higher, shoot higher. What am I going to do? Wait till we get somebody else in a higher position, higher office? And two, I think he realizes that pretty much anything he says, anything he does, there's going to be another story in the next 24 to 72 hours, and everyone's going to be like, wait, what were we talking about? Hell, I mean, even this story is a prime example of that. Before this story took over all the headlines, the spotlight was on the overcrowded detention centers. Right, you had that photo of Mike Pence, arms crossed, watching, migrants reportedly shouting, no shower, no shower. They just have this extreme situation, and then all of a sudden, the, the national dialogue has already moved on. Hell, even the Epstein-Acosta saga, right? That might even feel like it was a, a month ago, and that just happened. Also, I've noted around the time that this video is being uploaded, reportedly the squad, right, the, the four women at the center of this story, they reportedly are going to have a press conference to respond to Trump's remarks. We're also seeing that Representative Al Green is going to force an impeachment hearing, something he has tried in the past. But ultimately, that is where we are with the situation. That's the story, some of my personal takeaway and opinion on the matter. And of course, I pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts around this? Let me know what you're thinking in those comments down below. And that's where we're going to end today's show. Thank you for watching. Maybe hitting that like button. If you're new here, definitely hit that subscribe button so you get these dives into the news during the week. Also, if you're not 100% filled in, you want to watch something else, maybe missed and want to catch up on the last Philip DeFranco show or a Rogue Rocket news video, you can click or tap right there. But with that said, of course, as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you tomorrow.